0: Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hey, today I am excited. Uh, I get the very amazing opportunity to introduce Katya Rudder to some of you. Some of you already know her. Her and her husband, Matt, are kind of household names around here. But today, Katya is going to be teaching, and she's going to be teaching five things that a wife can do to minister to her husband. And next week, I'm going to be teaching five things that a husband needs to do to minister to his wife. So we kind of had this thing like marriage is kind of like holding hands, you don't know, get like five fingers, five things, you know, kind of corny, but it kind of worked out, you know, for us. And uh, we're like, what does the Bible say five things that a wife should do to minister a husband? What does the Bible say five things a husband should do to minister to his wife? So if you're a gentleman and you're a married guy here today, you're off the hook. Okay, now wives, make him come next week. Okay, and don't let him sleep in next week. That'll be for each of us. But our goal is, is that we all would have better marriages after the next two weeks in fact when katya was studying her message and i'm studying my message for next week you know she reached out to elissa and she's like yo like i think i only believe like two of these things you know and uh, she'll talk more about that in a second and she's like it's challenging like I, i'm failing and as i was preparing mine i was like i'm failing a little bit here like the bible is challenging me to be a better husband i see where i'm coming up short Right, the Bible kind of does that for all of us, right? It reveals and it challenges. And so, this is not a condemning teaching today. We want to have better marriages. Next week is not a condemning message. We want to have better marriages, but I do think it'll be challenged. It's an opportunity for us to grow our marriages. Okay? Would you put your hands together and welcome Katya to the stage? She's hobbling. I will let her tell the story, not me. I don't want to take her thunder. We're excited to have you teach today. Hey, would you just stretch out your hands really quick? and Let's pray for our really fast. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just lift up Katya right now. She gets to pour out again. Lord, give her strength. Give her energy. God, would you open up every heart and every mind today? Lord, would you challenge us? Would you help us to have marriages that more reflect Christ and the church? In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. Give it up for Pastor Matt one more time. church. I plead guilty to everything he said. <laughs> You did see me wobble to to the stage. Today, I have a very interesting choice of shoes. It's a fashion statement. No, it's not. It's not. I I fractured my foot. I fractured my fifth metatarsal. If you don't know what a metatarsal is, it's your pinky toe. And if you're curious how I did it, I partied too hard. (laughs) I danced too hard at a wedding. I have a good excuse, though. I was celebrating a couple from church getting married. I think it was a good party to break a bone at. But yeah, for those who don't know me, my name is Katya. indeed. I do come from Eastern Europe, if you're picking up on that little accent of mine. And living in Eastern Europe was very interesting. Feminism came in really late to Eastern Europe, but it came in hot. Um, it settled in quickly. It was in every door, in every house, every single training every school lesson was all about feminism and it kind of went to the extreme but because of that my teenage years was mostly spent learning that I am a strong I'm an independent woman and I need no man so when pastor Matt asked me to talk about five qualities of a godly wife woof, <laughs> me a godly wife I'm a strong independent woman I don't need no man It was hard, I'm not going to lie, because everything that I'm about to preach today goes against what my upbringing was trying to shield me and protect me from. And it took some work to let it in, and I think it's perspective that actually did it, and it allowed me to understand it better, because it can sound wrong against feminism, but... Actually, it's not. It's beautiful, and it comes from God, and that's, that's my hope for today. I hope that I can share perspective more than anything. And also, man, Pastor Matt said that you off the hook. No, you're not. You may be raising daughters one day. You're not off the hook. you listen in. Let's start strong in Genesis one 27-28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every lining thing that moves on earth." Genesis 2, we're going to skip straight there, 20 to 23, says, The men gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper of men. My first point today is that a godly wife, and also, ladies, if you're not married, switch that to woman. It still applies. A godly wife is a partner and a helper. While I was reading this verse, the things that stood out to me were very interesting, very against or contrary to some of a pre-feminist belief, if we will. And that is that the scripture does not say, and the male will rule over the fish of the sea. The scripture also doesn't say and the female will rule over the fish in the sea. It says they, two of them, both male and female, will rule together in partnership. The second thing that came across my eyes is that Eve was taking out of Adam's rib, not out of his head because she's not above him, not out of his fifth metatarsal, (laughs) because she's not beneath him, but out of his rib, out of his side, because she came in in partnership together to do God's work and to fulfill the mission of God. God also says that Adam needed a helper, and this one was one of the toughest ones for me. I was looking at this world, needed a helper, needed a helper. I was trying to find peace in this world, and my upbringing was just raging inside. I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no man. And then God looked at me and he was like, huh, you silly girl. You are a strong, independent woman. I created you that way. You indeed need no man. I created you the way. But the man needs you. <laughs> Every married man in the house, look at your wife and say, I need you. I want to hear all the men say, I need you. Being a helper to your husband, ladies, does not lower your value, does not make you less than. It's an honor. It's an honor given you from God. You are there to help steer your men in the right direction. You're there to bring wisdom to them. Here's a little example. My husband and I have been married for eight years, and over these years, he's been involved in some different business ventures. And especially at the beginning of our time when we were just married, um, I would meet his partners, colleagues. And for a few of them, I remember leaving the event and and pulling him to the side and saying, there's something fishy going on. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. But there's something wrong. I I have a weird feeling about it. My intuition is telling me something's wrong. And little did you know, a few weeks, months, sometimes years passed by, and indeed, there was something fishy. But because he was careful, because he listened to me and heard me and took my help, because he was careful, he didn't get in any legal battles, he didn't have to lose anything. He was fine, because he was cautious, because I told him to be cautious. How many of you know my husband introduces me to every single partner, every single colleague, every single employee, every new friend? He introduces me to everyone and at the end asks me, what do you think? Not because I'm going to make the decision whether he should pursue that venture or whether he should pursue that friendship for him, but because I'm going to have his best at my heart and I'm going to guide him into the direction I believe to be true. He will make the decision. He'll make the final decision. But he will listen to my guidance because I'm his helper. This brings me to my next point, and that a godly wife, change woman if you're not a wife today is wise. I love this one. I love wisdom. I even preached on the wisdom of God once here. And anytime I talk about wisdom or look at wisdom, I like to look at Solomon. Solomon is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He's always different. He always has a different perspective. He always brings something new and interesting to the table. And one of the interesting things about Solomon is that anytime he talks about wisdom, he refers to wisdom as female. And my trilingual brain thought, well, it's a it's a grammar thing. I speak two other languages. Nouns in, in my native language and my second language have genders. And wisdom is female. In both of them, it must be just a grammar thing. But it's not. Actually, as you look through wisdom developing in the words of Solomon, it always takes this female persona. He always develops it as a female persona. Wisdom is a woman. And I don't think that's by accident. I genuinely think that we ladies have the gift of wisdom given to us by God. And if you don't believe that, I declare that in Jesus' name for you. You have wisdom. Listen to this. There was a study made, and in that study, male and female, both women and men, were asked if they think they could land an airplane in an emergency case without any prior training. And the women said no, and something like 85% of the men said, yes, I could. (laughs) No, you could not. Thomas could, he's a pilot, but you couldn't, you have no clue how the airplanes work. That's called wisdom. (laughs) Wisdom is not just acquiring the knowledge, but rather the ability to know what to do with that knowledge. Meaning, I understand how planes fly, but I don't have practice i'm not gonna try to lend one when i preached previously on wisdom i talked about kind of three ways to gain wisdom here are the three things that a wise woman of god a wise wife of god do they pray for their husband they study the scripture and they walk in the spirit but there is one more to me, a very important one a wise wife allows her husband to lead me allowing him to lead no I'm a boss lady. No, no. I'm an Eastern European boss lady. I don't let no one lead me. But hear me out. You can be a leader. God doesn't say that women cannot be leaders. God says that you can be the CEO of your company. You can be a manager. You can have your own business. You can pursue whatever career and whatever leadership role in your career that you want. What God says is that you should allow your husband, one man, not all of them, just one, your husband to lead. Let's back it up with Ephesians 5, and 25. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body is and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Again, not all men. Husbands. If you're just a fiancé, you haven't owned that yet. You're not a husband yet. Let her be. But in this image of Jesus and, and church, the wife should submit to her husband, just like the church submits to Christ. It's a beautiful image to follow and to portray. For the married ladies in the house, does your husband ever come home and go, like, because he, he had a win today and he goes around and he's like, who's the man? I'm the man. Who's the man? I'm the man. Mine too. <laughs> I love him so much. Every time he does that, I kind of roll my eyes and I'm thinking to myself, when I get a win, I don't go around and be like, who's the woman? I'm the woman. But I think there's a reason to that. I genuinely think that it is in a man's DNA to want to lead. And he literally has a yeech for the leadership. So I recommend ladies in the house, be wise, let him lead. Let him lead because if he, you let him lead, he will bloom like a flower. But if you nag him and undermine his leadership and tell him he's not worth it, he's gonna wither. And let's be honest, who wants a withered husband? Not me. My third point for today is a wife adds value. And this one is more than anyone relevant, not just to wife, but to any women out there. A wife adds value for two reasons. First and foremost, because God created you valuable. God created you, sculpted you, painted you in his image, the greatest artist. So I have a question for you today. Why are you criticizing God's work when you look in the mirror? Right? He created you perfect just the way you are. And that's your first value. You already come valuable. But you can build upon your value. And here's how. In Proverbs 31, 10 to 12, it says, A wife of noble character, who can find? She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Two things stood out for me there. The word character, a wife of noble character, and also brings him good. I think that character is not created overnight. I don't think you're born with character. I don't think you just go to sleep and next day you have this beautiful, strong character. I think you have to work on your character. I think you have to walk the valleys long and you have to climb the mountains high to build that character. And I want to encourage you, take the time to do the work that needs to be done in order to build that character. Do you need to see a therapist? That's okay. I see one every week. We got to build that character. Do you need to read a book? That's okay. Take the time, read the book. We got to build that character. Do you need to take some time, go to the beach and meditate, spend time in prayer? Do it you don't have time, make time. Make time in your day to build character. Do you need to visit our Ladies' Lift group? Shameless plug in there? Do it, because our Ladies' Lift group build character. And this strong character that you're building, it's not for nothing, It has it's essential in fulfilling God's role and God's mission for you, God's calling for you. With this character, you're able to support your families, support your careers, and be a road model for your potential kids, if you want any, and the community around you. So I want you to take a minute today, think about the value that you bring when you enter a room. When you get in a conflict, are you looking to win or are you looking for resolution? Are you looking to fight or are you looking for peace? Are you complaining? How much are you complaining? Do you gossip? And most importantly, when you enter into a room, do you demoralize your husband? do you demoralize people around you, or do you uplift them? At City Lift, we want to believe we uplift. Are you caring through the values that God gave you? Are you caring through the value that God created you to be? My fourth point for today is that a godly wife is clothed in strength and dignity. And this one is interesting. I was going to focus on that strength and dignity, but I was preparing for this yesterday. I was actually carried away towards a bit of a different direction. I think that's because I felt very convicted that way. We're going to look at Proverbs 31, 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. I'm going to read what it means to be clothed in strength and dignity, and then I'm going to look at that second part. So clothed in strength refers not only to physical power, but also to the inner strength, resilience, and fortitude. Dignity encompasses a sense of self-respect, honor, and worthiness, kind of ties in back to that character. But as I was preparing for this, actually the second line in this verse caught my eye more and I felt more convicted about it. She can laugh at the days to come. Are you excited for the future? Or are you worried for the future? My husband and I moved to the U.S. about four years ago. We lived four years in Moldova, where I'm from, and we've been for about four years here in the U.S., where he's from. We moved here with two suitcases each, half of them with winter clothes. We, we knew we were moving to Florida, I don't know why. Aside from having two suitcases each, we also had a lot of debt. It was pretty bad. And I remember moving here and thinking, what in the world are we doing? Where are we gonna live? Are we gonna live in the streets? I don't wanna live in the streets. My husband was like, don't worry, we're not gonna live in the streets. We're, gonna, we're moving in with grandpa. Okay, good. Grandpa had a great view. Oh, but I don't wanna live <laughs> with grandpa. I want my own apartment. I want one in downtown so that I can walk to the nearest grocery store. I wanna be one of those ladies with a yoga mat coming from Yoga Jo and we're never gonna be able to make it. We can't make, we're not gonna be able to pay rent. My husband is like, don't worry. We moved into apartment. We moved into apartment, everything's great. Oh, but how great would it be to own? (laughs) (laughs) I would love my own place and a two-bedroom. Could you imagine a two-bedroom, but we're never going to be able to make it? Who, Who can afford housing these days? We bought our own place. We're okay. I lost my job during COVID. Oh, man. I don't know, am I gonna find another job? The manager at the other job knew me from back in Moldova. He knew what my abilities are, but now I'm nothing but an immigrant in this new country. Nobody's gonna hire me. I'm worth nothing. Yes, I am, I was hired. I survived three layers of layoffs and I got a promotion. I'm okay. <laughs> was it worth worrying? No. Because guess what? God got you covered. He literally tells you, laugh at the days to come. You don't have to worry about nothing. I heard this one in a different sermon. I didn't come up with it. I can't take the credit for it. I don't know that the pastor that I watched came up with it either, so I'm not going to mention him. But he said, what do you want your life soundtrack to be? Do you want it to be worry Or do you want it to be laughter? A Godly Wife soundtrack is laughter. And that's not because she's particularly funny or because she's a comedian. But because she discovered that her joy lies not within the circumstances. Her happiness does not lie within the situation. But her joy and her strength comes from Lord Jesus. Guess what? Now that I know that, I can laugh at my future. I don't have kids yet, but I find myself worrying about how I'm going to send them to school. But guess what? I don't worry no more. My kids will be provided for when they come. I can laugh at the days to come. And my last point for today is that a godly wife fears the Lord. We read this in Proverbs 31, verse 30. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A godly woman doesn't fear the Lord because she's scared of him, but rather because she knows where her woes are. She knows where her wonders belong. She is not in awe of herself. I'm not in awe of myself. I'm not in awe of my husband. I'm not in awe of anyone else. I am in awe of of God, of King of the Kings and Lord of the Lords, of he who told me I can laugh at the future, and he who told me and clothed me in strength and dignity, he who created me in his image and made me valuable, but he who also taught me to build my character, who he who created me as a helper, but also an equal partner to rule over the seas. A godly wife is not obsessed with her image. A godly wife is obsessed with the image of God. There's only one thing that can fill her soul, and that is Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Mm -hmm. Beautiful woman of God. Let the one thing that your husband loves most about you is the fact that you love Jesus more. You are not completed by your husband You do not find security in your spouse. You find security in the Savior. Your first love is Jesus Christ, and your second love is your husband. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for all the beautiful ladies in this house. Lord, I ask you that you guide them, and you teach them, and you build their personalities, you build their character, you clothe them in strength, and you clothe them in dignity. Lord, I ask that you reveal to them how valuable they are. Lord, I ask that you take care of them. Lord, I ask that if there are wives here in this house, that they understand how important that they are and that they're an equal partner to their husband but I also ask that they're wise enough to allow their husbands to lead and if there are ladies here that are not married and want to be married Lord I ask that you teach them these things before they say I do And Lord, if there are ladies here that don't want to be married, that's okay. I just ask that you make them strong and confident women, but not confident in themselves or confident in the possibility of getting a man, but confident in you and you alone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.